group of Cape Town law enforcement officers backed by members of the South African police moved in and started dismantling dwellings and packing personal possessions of the foreign nationals. The process went ahead despite some protests from some people. The affected people say they have nowhere to go. As we don't trust South Africa anymore, neither the government or the UNHCR, we're going to find our next step ourselves. Even to walk out of South Africa, we really have to go out of this country because it's not human. We surprised today they come here inside to take the people out. These people, they have, they're staying five months. They don't have a place to go. If the city themselves cannot respect the court order, how do you expect people like us to respect the law? It's a really big problem here. All the best for you people, but you must know our demand out for South Africa. I don't like this country. All the higher by the world is not this history. All the higher Kailicha Guguleto is not. But you, citizen, you lose Ubuntu. Last month, the High Court ruled that the foreign nationals, they may no longer leave, sleep, cook and wash in public spaces. It ordered the city and the Home Affairs Department to inform and document approximately 300 foreigners living outside the Central Methodist Church. Mayoral Committee Member for Safety and Security, J.P. Smith, says the foreign nationals were informed timeously to remove them. The city of Cape Town is not insensitive to the plight of the refugees, but we simply cannot allow the situation checked as it has become a major problem with a serious impact on the surrounding businesses, including the traders on Green Market Square. Furthermore, we're not in a position to provide emergency shelter to the group, given the great need that exists among South Africans, not to mention the precedent that it would set. We appeal to the refugees to return to the homes they vacated last year in October to join the initial occupation of St. George's Mall. Smith says any plan to settle somewhere else in the CBD will be in contempt of court. Some affected people have called on the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees to intervene. I'm Chris Mabuya in Cape Town. Meanwhile, just hours after their removal from the Central Methodist Church, the refugees were involved in another standoff with police, this time at the St. Mary's Catholic Church opposite Parliament, where more clashes were reported last night. For more on this, we joined on the line by the City of Cape Town Mayoral Committee responsible for safety and security, J.P. Smith. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Morning, sir. Can you give us what is the latest there at the St. Mary's Catholic Church this morning? We believe that there was a standoff last night with the refugees there. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the court order, the refugees were not allowed to resettle in the CBD, and uh, they invaded the St. Mary's Church between uh, the two um, sermons. The church did file a trespassing complaint. And the South African police and the city's enforcement agencies acted on that trespassing uh, complaint uh, last night. And um, numerous arrests were made, although I can't unfortunately tell you exactly how many. And the uh, church grounds and the church itself is now not occupied. Now, these affected people say that they've got nowhere to go. What is supposed to happen now? Will the city assist in any way to remove them out of the city completely? Or what, what is happening? We have twice over the last two months made opportunities available to assist people with reintegration or returning to a home somewhere. We've encouraged people to return to the homes they were staying in October or make alternative uh, accommodation arrangements. Um, and they've had 10 days since the court ruling to do so. 
but the court very specifically did not require the city to supply alternative accommodation because there's also no legal mechanism to trigger it. Unlike 2008, there was no actual xenophobic incident which would trigger the Disaster Management Act, so you would have no legal basis for the around 200,000 uh, for the around 200 million rand that you would need to, to um, facilitate this accommodation at least. And uh, no other government sphere, not national government, not provincial government, were willing to make this accommodation available either. Um, and for the same reasons, the precedent had said is highly problematic in that you have at least 160,000 other refugees around the city uh, who could then reasonably step forward and say, well, we claim the same rights. Uh, and that would be enormously problematic in that we are struggling to, to deal with the waiting list of South Africans who are sitting on housing waiting lists. Now, these refugees are also demanding relocation to other countries, uh, citing fears for their safety here in South Africa. Uh, we're asking our listeners this morning, who should take responsibility for their plight? Well, there is only one legal agency in South Africa other than the UNHCR who can assist with that, and that is the Department of Home Affairs. I mean, these, nobody needs to ask these questions. These things are enshrined in the Constitution. So it's not a poll that answers that question. It is, in fact, opening the Constitution to Schedule 4 and 5, which clearly explains who does what in government. And in there it is um, very precisely put out that the dealing with immigration and the the status of people's citizenship uh, is dealt with by the Department of Home Affairs. It's a national government competency. Uh, but the DHA have made it very clear that they are not, um, this is not within their ambit, and that they do not intend um, uh, mass relocating people. And in fact, that there's no legal precedent for it, because it doesn't matter what our government thinks about this. It's what the host government, where they're going, thinks about it. And there is no mechanism in law for such bulk Immigration. Individuals must make individual applications, and this was explained right in the beginning of the crisis, as far back as October. And in fact, the court took a pot shot at the leadership, Mr. Balus and Co., um, around them having continuously misrepresented these facts, even though it was clearly explained and even distributed in the pamphlet. Um, so the, the court also said that they were disingenuous in terms of misleading people who trusted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, these refugees had to come from somewhere, so they had to stay somewhere before they had to uh, uh, before they uh, moved to the church. Uh, so, are they not being moved then, or can't they go back to the places where they come from? Well, that's exactly what we've tried to encourage them to do. But the problem is when the leadership keeps on telling you the planes are en route, um, and you must just hold out, just hold out. We will win in the end if we just persevere. Then that has discouraged people from returning. But there are some people who have homes. Some people did return home. Um, we know that others have been checking on their homes. Um, so there are some people amongst that group even who have property here in Cape Town. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, at some point, some of them may seriously consider returning. Uh, but what is not going to happen is is relocation to a third country. There's just no legal mechanism for it. Um, and it's not a choice that our government gets to make. And furthermore, uh, the accommodation cannot follow because there a, isn't a spare amount of money lying around to make it happen. And B, uh, the precedent it set would be seriously problematic and may very much precipitate the exact xenophobic anger that we're seeking to avoid when you start prioritizing foreign nationals over locals mm-hmm. because of a imagined xenophobic violence incident. And there was no such incident in Cape Town. There's no record of it. There's no crime threat analysis. There's no SCAS numbers, no affidavits. So there's nothing to base such a claim on. Do you need another court order to remove them from the latest location? 
this. The existing court order covers that already, and therefore they were removed swiftly last night uh, from the St. Mary's Church and uh, anywhere else they relocate now. Um, the same treatment will follow, and I know it doesn't sound pleasant, and it's uh, it, it sounds harsh, but there is unfortunately no alternative, and people had adequate time to find other accommodation for themselves. There are thousands and thousands, or hundreds of thousands, or maybe millions of South Africans who are every day in a hard spot, every day struggle to get by, and none of them are assisted by government with accommodation and, and welfare or end-to-end welfare. We all have to find our own way. And this is also true for people who are light on our shores as asylum seekers or refugees. That Thank you so much for your time. That was J.P. Smith. Uh, he is uh, from the city of Cape Town, a member of the mayoral committee responsible for safety and security.